Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the Stream of David Show. This is David Strickle. I'm here with Matt Carden. Hi, Matt. Hey, David. Hi, everyone. This is our New Year 2020 show. That's right. Happy New Year. <laughs> and we Happy New Year, Matt. And we are coming along uh, with some new information and some uh, updates to some information you may have already heard before. But what we're going to do is uh, the top 10 tips and five new attitudes for 2020, 2020. I'm not sure yep. what we're going to call it yet. What are we going to call it? I like 2020 because it's kind of like cool, right? vision. Yeah. yeah. 2020. That sounds so old now. It's I know. Dude. So last year. Yeah, very much so. Last, last decade. So <laughs> for 2020, rolling into the new year, and I know a lot of spiritual people are saying, you know, the stars are in alignment. You're going to have this wonderful year. And everything's going to pop and everything's going to be great. Well, most of us that follow the stream and, and Taya know that, um, Somebody telling you that is, is kind of worthless unless you're actually going to do the vibrational work to change your life. <laughs> the stars may align for you, but if you're down the spiral and you're, you're thinking negative thoughts, that, that wonderful new stuff is not going to flow your way. So sorry to burst your bubble. I know it's nice to read those little posts about how glorious everything's going to be and all you have to do is sit on your ass and let it happen. But uh, that's not so true. We've got to do a little work. We got to unlearn some stuff that we have uh, let society teach us. And that's what the practice of Taya is. That's what the strange message is all about is, Hey, we can have it all. We can do or have, or be anything that we want, but yeah, it takes a little work to get there. And what they've delivered to us in the past two years, you know, I started the podcast and actually the end of 2017. So the podcast started, uh, we went through 2018 out through 2019. And now we're going into our third full year of the Stream of David podcast, among all the other things that we offer. And this practice of Taya is something that was developed in 2018 and 2019 as well. And of course, we're now teaching it in our Taya Bootcamp program to people all over the world. Like yourself, Matt, you're all the way over in Sydney, Australia. That's right, I'm in Sydney. It's a, it's a day ahead of you guys in 2020. It's a marvelous day here too. Yeah, and you're having your summer there right now, right? I am. Yeah, it's really hot. It's really hot. In fact, the next couple of days are going to be over a hundred in your in your temperature. Wow! And I'm sitting here in Palm Springs, California, looking at snow. We actually had a snowstorm <laughs> in the upper desert uh, last night. Lots wow. of rain here, but it turned it was cool enough uh, in the upper desert where it turned into snow. So there's snow everywhere. Joshua Tree is all snowed. Uh, the awesome. tops of all the mountains I see from my view here uh, in my office uh, are all snow capped. It's beautiful, but it's sunny now today, so I'm happy about yeah. that. So as far as David, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. You know, practice Thai on a regular basis. There is work to do. Uh, it's easy and it's good work to do, but you have to take responsibility for your own life and you have to take responsibility for your own vibration. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, this, this idea of reading a horoscope or letting someone else tell you what your life is going to be doesn't really ring true with the stream's teachings. And of course we're all free to believe whatever we want. You know, there's no judgment coming from the stream about how we conduct ourselves. We don't have to believe in anything. Or we can you know, follow different religions, whatever we want to do. There's, there's no judgment from them regarding that. But they are certainly here flowing through me as unfiltered as I can allow it to be, which is 100% unfiltered as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. 
uh, which is why I'm often in trouble <laughs> from what they're saying <laughs> to people because they don't always tell people what they want to hear. And, you know, even me, sometimes I want to, you know, just, just kick back and just um, believe that things are just going to drop into my lap and, and they do, but I know that I have to be vibrationally aligned to allow that to happen. And I get the things mm -hmm. I'm vibrationally aligned with and I do not get the things that I'm not vibrationally aligned with. And anytime I'm not receiving something that I want, I know it's me. It's me not aligning. It's me not focusing. It's me not allowing it. And I hold myself accountable to that. And that's what I want for everybody that's listening to the show. Everybody that's practicing Taya, whether you're part of boot camp at this point or not, I know you all will be at some point <laughs> <laughs> because it's so incredibly life-changing. I want it for everybody. I really do. That's why I say, yeah. if you're interested at all, book a discovery meeting with me. There's no obligation yeah. to that. I, I love doing these meetings and getting to know people that follow the stream and hearing their stories and their journeys. And if it's not time now, it will be in the future if you want to do it we'll get you in there. So let's roll into our top 10 tips and five new attitudes for 2020. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard bits and pieces of this, but this is the first time we've really put it together this way. We kind of have all of the Taya teachings sort of rounded up in, in one uh, list, if you will. David, what do you want to do? Should we, should we go through the list and then discuss each one? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll kind of read off what it is and we'll kind of talk about it. In fact, let me read it off. And you yeah. can kind of roll into your thoughts on it as a Taya. You're a Taya master now because you're in our master <laughs> program. So as a Taya master, and then I'll uh, tell you where you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back and give my two cents, if you will. So number one is stop needing. This feels countdown from uh, Sesame Street. One. <laughs> two. Uh, the old David Letterman show. Remember the top 10 yeah. lists on David Letterman? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So number one is stop needing. Yep. Look, I think that's very important. Once you start to understand that if you're in the vibration of need, all you get is need. Um, then once you stop needing something and just accepting it as it is and, and living as you already have it, then those things start to materialize much more rapidly in your life. Absolutely. The, the, the vibration of need is the vibration of I need it because it's not here. And since the universe only answers yes, the universe is going to answer with, you're right, you need it because it's not here and you're going yeah. to continue to need it. It's a vibration of lack. Yeah, and generally the things that we think that we need, we're needing born of a disconnection from source anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. once you're up the spiral, once you're you know, in that, that high vibrational space of being connected with source that's available to all of us and loving yourself and, and allowing that energy to flow Suddenly, the other things that you think you need, you don't need so much anymore. You're not caring as much about money, cars, clothes, even improved health, relationships. You can have all that stuff, and you will, but the need is a whole different vibration. The need is, I need this because I don't have it. The universe is going to continue to send you the conditions of not having it and needing it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So number two is pay attention to your vibration. <laughs> This is one that becomes uh, easier and harder the more you study tire, I think. Um, you become much more aware of it and you become much more attuned to focusing on wanting to move out of when you're down the spiral. So easier in that you're practicing it more so you get into it easier, but harder in that you're noticing it more and you're noticing more when you're down the spiral. Is that what exactly. you mean by easier and yeah. harder? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, people in boot camp, you know, they go through this, this period where, and I've talked about this before, where they start 
really noticing how often they're down the spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's not that's why you're not always getting everything that you want or, or as often because you're down the spiral a lot more than you think you are. Yeah, and I find my trips down the spiral are more acute. It's more like, oh, wow, what happened there? You know, all of a sudden I'm way down the spiral. Yeah, well, you know what it is is that when we start practicing Taya, we raise our general vibration and then any deviation from that is more noticeable. And that is a gift from the universe and that we have an early warning sign. We have an early detection system of going DTS. Yeah, yeah. Instead of allowing ourselves to go way down there without even you know, noticing, but you never just, you never just, unless something massive happens in your life, and of course there's always momentum building to anything like that anyway, but generally you're not gonna just plummet down your spiral without some pre-paving mm-hmm. of that path down, just like you need some pre-paving of your path up. Mm-hmm. True. All right, number three is one of my favorite ones. Kill that little voice, your clawed. Yeah, and that's something you talk about a lot in uh, in boot camp. But uh, it's definitely something that you know most people aren't aware that they have that little voice. When you start to pay attention to it, it, it took me about six months, six seven months to start to realize it was there and and detune it. Haha. Um, uh, but that's massively important. That sort of continuous niggling, usually negative self talk. You have to get rid of that. Yeah. It's that little voice that we develop early on in life and and it's the negative things. And of course we may have the best parents in the world that that tell us all these positive things. And it seems like sometimes we latch on to that one little negative thing that they say so much more than all the positive things that they say. So Mm -hmm. anyone is susceptible to this. And then certainly when we get out in society, those of us that go to, uh, you know, that went to school, especially public school, you get a lot of criticism and you start to believe this negative stuff. And I remember, you know, going and, and hearing negative things from my teachers and negative things from other kids, going home and hearing negative things from, you know, you start to really believe that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our contrast of life. And you can't do anything to change what was other than your perspective of it. And when you mm-hmm. start to shift your perspective of it, then things start to change. But the most important and the most effective tool that I have, and, and I've taught dozens of people this now, especially people that are in boot camp to take that little voice, separate it outside of you, make it something that is, you know, kind of a thought bubble outside your, your, your mind, if you will, and have that as a separate entity. That's why I like to name it. Mm-hmm. And I give it a name that is not associated with anything else in my life. I didn't know anyone named Claude until this past year. Now I have a good friend named Claude, which is really funny. Uh, but I named my voice Claude and Claude would chime in and say negative things. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Nobody loves you. You know, that sort of crap that we all hear in our heads sometimes. When you separate it, you catch it a lot quicker. You're more in tune to when it starts to kick in and then you get really good at muting it. Yeah. Because guess what? If you, if you constantly have that voice running, then that's your vibration. That's your vibrational set point. Sure. It's, it's, uh, what did you say? Niggling? It's niggling away at you. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just tapping away in your brain all the time, taking you down and you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to believe it. And pretty soon when you stop listening to it and you start muting it at the onset, it will just go away completely. But it takes work to keep that voice away mm-hmm. because it's vibrational. If you start to go down your spiral and stop doing this work, it will come back. So number four is make time to meditate every day. I know you're going to love this one. 
<laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. I find I have to get up and do at least, you know, minimum 15 minutes and then I try and sneak a couple of more times during the day. But just the times when you get into a rhythm of meditating every day, everything, your your velocity, Stream spoke a bit about velocity in December, your velocity speeds up, you know, and things start rushing at you, things that you want much more quickly. Uh, but you have to get into that meditative state. You have to connect uh, with your with your own source connection. You have to set the intention for the day. It's just for me that's the cornerstone of of tire is that daily practice. Yeah, and first thing in the morning is good. You know, it's mm-hmm. you're you're freshly. Uh, hopefully, you had a good night's sleep. You're yeah. awake. You're fresh. You know, I get out. Of, I set my intention. What I do, and I got away from this for a little while, and I've gotten back to it now. Before I let my feet touch the floor, getting out of bed, I sit up and set my intentions. <clears throat> that's kind of a little mini meditation right there. And then I'll get up and I'll make coffee and I'll kind of wake up and then I'll go sit upright. Uh, usually, you know, in my living room or if it's really nice outside, I'll go sit outside uh, and in silence and, mm. you know, have a few sips of coffee. And if you're a tea drinker, tea works too. And then, you know, cause you want to have that little jolt of, um, of caffeine because you don't want to go to sleep yeah. in your meditation. You want to be awake for it. It's a very different thing than sleep. Yeah. It's a conscious, it's, it's a, conscious, very attentive, very focused time. You know, yes. you're not, you're not sitting there still waking me. up. I'm not telling you that you have to use caffeine if you're not into caffeine, but caffeine works very well for me doing that in the, the stream. The stream says use a stimulant. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> use drugs, use alcohol, use whatever. No, they say that. no judgment from them one way or the other on that yeah. stuff. So yeah, I have a little bit of coffee and then I will uh, sit upright uh, and I want to be comfortable and I, you know, I learned a long time ago that the, the position that you meditate in is not as important as the, you know, the quietness and the mindset and being able mm-hmm. to not be distracted. But I got myself to where I can get into a meditative place anywhere. I used to meditate. I always tell the story. I used to meditate um, at JFK Airport, you know, one of the busiest airports yeah. in the world. And it's chaotic in there. And it always drove me nuts. So I developed this ability to meditate. I can meditate at JFK. I can stand in a security line and get into a meditative place. And so we can all develop that ability to sort of, you know, let that, that energy flow, clear our minds, raise our vibration anywhere at any time. And that, and that's the magic, you know, once, once you get into the practice of meditating eyes closed, then you can start to meditate eyes open throughout the day. And that's, that's the, the, you know, that's the first class meditation experience because then you're constantly tuning your vibration and constantly staying in the vibration you want to be regardless of what's happening around you. Yeah. Well, I tell everybody that, you know, we can meditate and set all these intentions and do a great, you know, great job of that. But then if you, you know, step out of your door and get into traffic or on the subway or on the train or wherever you are and you're answering your emails and suddenly you're plummeting down your spiral because of what's going on around you, then you, you sort of have lost all the, the benefit of that morning meditation that you did. You have to maintain your spiral after that all day, yeah. every day. It's yeah. worth doing. Yeah. Even if at the beginning you only maintain it for five minutes after you get up, that's the win. Yeah. You know, because yeah, like become, everything else, yeah. you get better and better and better at the more you do it. hundred percent. So the next one is love yourself as you are. Oh, that's beautiful. And look, I think that's, again, that, that comes back to the one a couple before of turning off that self voice. And, you know, we're so critical of how we look physically and how we are at the moment you need to stop that because you can't get anywhere you want to be if you hate yourself. 
Absolutely. And hating yourself is, is, you know, when I was at my worst physically between health and just my appearance and my weight and all of that, I really didn't like myself. And I had to like myself enough, love myself enough to care enough to take better care of myself. And then the evidence started showing up in, in my appearance and in my body. And, mm. you know, it's been a, a major in you know, a 10 year period and it doesn't take this long, but if you just look at the 10 year period between my health and my physical appearance, it's night and day. Yeah. And it's reflective of how I feel about myself. And sometimes, you know, people get upset about that saying, you know, well, I, I'm overweight and I love myself. Well, that's great. You can be. But usually if you love yourself in that state, you're going to start doing things that are going to bring about positive change, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think the funny thing is just on that, once you've had that transformation, because I was a bit overweight too, to go look back, have things to do and you're just not drawn to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of things that we do, uh, you know, they're soothing mechanisms that are yeah. bad for us are soothing mechanisms for sure. And everything's a drug. Sugar is as much a drug as any, any yeah. quote unquote drug or, or alcohol or anything else. I, I know it is. It's just as addictive yeah. and I can yeah. be just as addicted to sugar as anybody can be addicted to anything. And then when I get off of it, I can tell that I'm off of it. I feel so much better. Yeah. You know, my period, I'm, I'm going back on the cycle of keto now. And I, you know, my, my intention is to get on keto and live on it. Yeah. Uh, I got on keto and then I switched to a different uh, plan this summer where it was uh, more about eating a lot and putting on a lot of muscle. And I got off keto to do that. And now I can't wait to get back on keto. I kind of waited till yeah. the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, a, I have a kitchen full of carbs right now from, from Christmas. Yeah. So I'll be giving away very soon. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Uh, so number six is don't fear being down the spiral. We're contradicting ourselves because we're telling you to be up, but we're telling you not to fear being down. Well, I think there's, you know, the stream says you're not going to lead the perfect life, right? You're never going to lead the perfect life. There are always going to be ups and downs, but fear is the, the one to get rid of. When you're down, look for the challenge, face it with joy, see what it is to, to teaching you. How did you get there? Um, you know, th- there are always going to be those obstacles and those obstacles cause the next launch pad for you going higher and higher in, in, in your experience. So it's not about, it's just about not fearing the challenge ahead or not fearing the time you're down your spiral and, and what brought you there. Exactly. Because you're going to go down the spiral sometimes and it's natural to go down. It's natural to go down into negative and, and manifest some obstacles and those obstacles serve a purpose. You know, as you've said, they, that's our launch pad of our next new creation, as we all know now. And if you fear going down and you fight going down, you're just going to accelerate the downward spiral. And, and stay start, down longer, really. Stay down longer. And then you're going to beat yourself up for being down there because you know all about this law of attraction stuff now. And you know what the spiral is all about. You get down there. Oh, my God, I can't be down the spiral. This is terrible. What am I doing down here? I'm negative creating. Oh, gosh, this is awful. Well, all you're doing is making it worse and keeping yourself mm. down there. So you've got to sort of lean into it sometimes and just accept sometimes you're going to go down the spiral. It's okay. When you lean into it, relax, appreciate whatever obstacle you're manifesting is going to serve you. You're going to go back up a lot quicker. So that's, that's the crux of don't fear being DTS because the the fear is, is, fear is just never a good thing. Fear doesn't serve really any purpose whatsoever uh, in our lives at this point. So number seven to dovetail on that is to embrace your obstacles. 
Yeah, which is great. And I think that's a huge, that's been a huge one for me. You know, David, you and I are both in business. We have tools. The more you can be at, at solving them and the more efficient you can be at, at overcoming them, the, the faster you achieve your, your business goals. Uh, and the same in life. Um, you know, the, the obstacles are there for us to overcome. And something I love from, from the streams teaching is in overcoming those obstacles, in having those new thoughts and those new creations and those new solutions for your obstacles, you're contributing directly to the expansion of the universe. Absolutely. That's the whole purpose of obstacles. Everything that we've created as humanity and as collective consciousness, including the universe itself and the planets, is an answer to a former perceived problem. I'm not sure what the perceived problem was prior to there being a planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we were on a crappier planet and we wanted a nicer yeah. planet. I don't know that. I don't have that. The stream can tell us that. You, you should ask the yeah. stream that next time we go to stream it. But yeah, as far as, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all the same, right? I've never, it's funny that thought just entered my mind for the first time. You know, why did we create Earth? What was before that that wasn't as good? Maybe we did all live on Mars and thought, hey, maybe we'll have some trees. Look at that. You just you just contributed to the expansion of the universe with just that new thought. With that new thought. Exactly. <clears throat> and we and that's what we're doing all the time. So that everything is energetic. Energy is either expanding or it's dying. And the universal energy that is source, that is all of us, is certainly expanding and not dying. And we feel that. And look at the evolution of our planet. And there is contrast on our planet for sure, but generally look how much better things are on our planet than they were 20, 50, 100, 200, 1,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Getting better in general. There's always going to be some contrast to that. There's always going to be some aspect that is, you know, a challenge in all of that. But in general, we are smarter, we're more connected, we're healthier, we're more globalized than, than ever before. And that's all and positive you, stuff in my opinion. Absolutely. And if you look at all the global warming stuff that's going on at the moment, that's a challenge that's forcing us to be more respectful of the planet. Absolutely. And the outcome is going to be one of eight. The planet is just because in respect, whatever comes next will be more respectful. Or B, we will learn uh, to conduct ourselves in a way that is more harmonious and more in keeping with the balancing energy of this biosphere. Yeah. And you know, the doomsday stuff, I don't like, um, you know, because the doomsday stuff is, is whipping up, um, fear and fear can make things worse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to look at, okay, you know, that we certainly don't need to be dumping garbage in the ocean and putting so much pollution in the air. And, you know, we're learning a lot of new technologies that are advancing civilization, mm -hmm. but fearing climate change is not the answer. It's, it's acknowledging that the climate is changing on planet earth that it's natural to some extent for the climate to change then that just makes sense historically we see that but there are things that we can do as human beings we can do better you know when you see that that blue and, and gray smoke pumping into the air i don't see a positive in that you know that that can't be the best scenario so let's figure something else out you know yeah. thinking about getting energy from the sun uh, makes more sense than you know burning coal it just does. So, you know, we're getting better and better and better at, uh, at changing our technology and the, the way we do things to improve the quality of life on planet earth. And there's nothing mm. wrong with that. And, and I like that, but getting all whipped up and, and terrified that the planet's going to go away, the planet's going to go away. We might go away, but I'm not even worried about that because it's humanity. <laughs> we're all eternal consciousness. We'll just go somewhere else and become something else or become something that's more adaptable to this environment. We're not really thinking, at a very high level when we allow fear to, to come into that equation.
but I also see that it, for some people it takes fear to get them to act. And if that's the way it is, then that's the way it is, but it doesn't have to be that way. I don't need fear uh, to make me act on anything. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think anybody does. So let's take a quick break. I want to hear, uh, we have a message from Carrie from Taya Bootcamp that oh, I want to share, and uh, she'll share her message about Taya Bootcamp real quick, and then we'll be right back with Perfect. Matt and our message for 2020. Lovely. Now I'm like deliriously happy. People look at me strangely. The best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life. And um, now I am living it. I'm creating it. And it's not a dream anymore. It's reality. I'm human and I'm going to be here a long time. I plan on it. And there's going to be lots of obstacles. But now I know how to meet those obstacles. And I know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. Taya is a spiritual practice that I co-created with The String, a group of non-physical entities that I channel entities that have been coming to me my entire life with a profound eternal message based in universal law. This spiritual practice brings a life of joy, clarity, and abundance, and I now teach it to people all over the world. Taya Bootcamp is specifically designed for those who are ready to bring big, lasting changes to their lives. In Taya Bootcamp, you learn the Taya spiritual practice, a practice that if you so choose, you will use for the rest of your life. It's not about religion. It's not about judgment. It's not about rules or anything like that. It is a spiritual practice of meditation, forgiveness, source connection, the setting of positive intentions, and actually understanding your virtual vibrational spiral, understanding how to control your vibration, thus controlling the things that are coming into your life. So if you want to create your own bubble of reality intentionally, having more of the things that you want coming into your life and less of the things you don't want, if you want to see your world from the highest perspective, one where you understand the nature of positive and negative, where you no longer fear anything, where you are in such a state of trust that you know the universe is going to deliver everything that you want. If you're ready for that, then you're ready for Taya Bootcamp. What would you have to say to anyone who's interested in joining Taya Bootcamp? Do it. <laughs> Jump in. Put fear away. Honestly, it's the best thing I have ever done for myself in my life. All right, we're back. Back here with Matt Garden. We are talking about the top 10 tips and five new attitudes for 2020. We've decided it's 2020, not 2020. Matt and I decided yeah. that, so I hope the world adapts quickly. <laughs> Follow our want, lead. To what we want, of course. Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, we're discerning our preference. We're discerning yes. our preference for the label for, of the year. For, for 2020. Well, I'm discerning a preference for 2020 to be uh, an amazing year for everybody. Yeah. And I'm not telling you what your future is going to be though, because as I started off this, this podcast, <laughs> I can't predict your future. Nobody can. People can get a glimpse of what your current reality is and what future you're creating in this current moment. And then through the power of suggestion, make that real for you if you want to believe it. Yeah. But the truth is you, you have the power, you are Lord of your vibration. 
Yeah, the only the only person who can predict your future is you. You know, it's really it, and it's based on how you see the world and how you want to show up and on how you want your future to be. Like, create it. That's the best way to predict it. That's my opinion. Yeah. And with that, I will tell you number eight, and this is a big one in the practice of Taya: stop needing to be right. Speaking of discerning our preferences. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 2020 isn't right. <laughs> maybe it's 2020. Maybe it's 2020. Who knows what people are going to call it? So the, the need to be right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think the problem with the need to be right is it's a easy way to go down your spiral and you're wasting energy on something that's ultimately irrelevant. You know, you like, you like keto diet. I like intermittent fasting. Both of them work, you know? Both of them work. There's no point in me arguing with you that intermittent fasting is better than keto because you don't believe that. And so why are we wasting time on that? And I mean, it's, it's a silly example, but. Yeah, I was going to say, we... actually, once I'm in it, in the swing of intermittent fasting, <clears throat> I like intermittent fasting. I, I'm amazed I can yeah. go 16 to 18 hours without eating anything and not get hungry. Yeah. yeah. And it does shrink. It is a good thing. So if you're into diets for 2020, first of all, get vibrationally aligned with, with fitness before you ever start a damn diet because that's why that's... diets don't work. And I don't know that I don't know how many diet programs delve into vibrational alignment, but man, they're doing a huge disservice if they don't, because that's why most people fail at diets. They don't get in the mental space first. You know, people ask me because I lost a hundred pounds at one point and I've kept it off now for many, many years. And people say, well, what diet did you do? I'm like, Oh my God, it's not about the diet. It's the attitude. It's your vibrational yeah. alignment with being more fit. And, and that vibrational alignment will then lead you to the right choices, whatever that looks like. I've been on all kinds of different eating plans yeah. and, and tried different things. And, and I know it works. And I know it doesn't for me, but generally it's more the ultimately I should say not generally, ultimately it is the, the vibrational mindset, the vibe of I'm not a 300 pound person anymore. I'm a more fit person. I'm a more fit version of me, a healthier version of me. Yeah. And that led me to the choices that got me there, but it wasn't about a specific plan. hundred yeah. percent. And getting back to this, not needing to be right. Yeah. Thank um, you. I got way off on a little bit. There, thanks okay. for bringing us back. Come back, come back, come yes. back to 2020. David's on a tangent. Um, <laughs> again. Again. <clears throat> um, the, the not needing to be right. It's, it's terribly freeing when you can stand there and somebody can go on and on and on and on about something. And you're just like, well, I see that in, out of sales. Yeah, I see that in politics in the United oh. States, and I know a lot of places have fallen suit, but in the United States, politics has just become a sport. And there's our team and there's their team, and we're right and they're wrong, and you're either on team A or team B. And if you're not on my team, you're an idiot. You know, that's just so prevalent here right now. Yeah. It's so yeah. polarized and it's so divided. And it's really, you know, the country is not the United States anymore, in my opinion. It's the divided states, at least politically, it seems. Because yeah. we've We've got this system where the states determine, you know, through the electoral electrical, <laughs> electoral college who, who the president is. And, you know, that's just yeah. become the sport. Now, I don't give any power to politics in my life, so I don't get that wrapped up in it. But I do follow. I pay attention to what's going on. And I see this, you know, we're right, you're wrong mentality on both sides. And 100%. it's that I need to be right. I need to argue my point. I've got to be heard. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you need to be right? Why can't you see the other point of view? Yeah. And the thing is, these, I mean, to go off another tangent, these problems are massively complex. They're not black and white, yes, no problems. And arguing about who's right doesn't actually solve the problem. 
it just makes Never. you feel bitter. Never. You know? And it's just, it's just become yeah. sort of a, a hobby for a lot of people at this point. Yeah. And there are a handful of people that are really profiting from that, you know, putting out as in every of, situation. Yeah. That putting, Hey, there's a way that I'm going to make some money off of this. I'm going to put out a really inflammatory book that is against mm. a certain group that this group is, is going to love because mm. I'm telling them exactly what they want to hear. Yeah. And people love yeah. that, unfortunately. That's why I started this podcast with, well, guess what? There's a lot of spiritual teachers out there telling you, you know, 2020 will be the best year of your life. Type yes if you agree. <laughs> Those things make me nuts. Yes, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, it will be. It's great that you believe that. But, uh, you know, this type yes to, to confirm and all this is just such crap. So, in my opinion, I don't need to be right, though. So, it's okay. Shh, don't say crap on the radio. Oh, no. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've probably said worse on this show already. So... So the, the need to be right, though, is really rooted in I'm fearing my position not being upheld. I need everyone to agree with me. I need to validate myself right. through my and, views. Right. And, and why? Why do you need to do that? Why do you need to be the leader of some majority of thought? I would yeah. rather be on the leading edge of thought, looking beyond what the, what the mainstream is and yeah. not sitting complacently just just listening to some other opinion and agreeing with everything that they say the, yeah, the, the, the reason one of the reasons politics doesn't work for me is in the united states there's neither party i don't agree with either one of them really and agreeing with something that already exists isn't creating anything new you're not leading to any sort of expansion then there's no new thought there if you're just parroting what you've been told yeah well that's why like you said that's why nothing gets solved with politics yeah. usually very little gets solved everything is just uh, you know, for, for as long as I've been alive, there's five or six hot button issues in American politics that never change. They never get quote unquote solved. It's just mm -hmm. the, the fodder that is used to get people to vote a certain way. And it's, it's, it's meaningless. And, and that's, that's why I've turned my back. You know, we're talking about politics quite a bit in this one, just because people <laughs> need to be right about it so much. Yeah. For me, I realized a while ago that, wow, I don't have to give this crap any power over my life whatsoever. And if no. I don't need to be right, it's okay. And if I don't need other people to believe as I believe, that's okay too. And how much, like, how much better is your life now that you've opted out of that, that cycle of politics and that cycle of needing to be one of those things? Absolutely. Much, much better. You know, we went through a major recession in the United States in 2008. And I remember saying, I'm not going to participate in this recession. Yeah. And I didn't. I made yeah. more money year after year after year. My life was better during the recession. You know, I bought yeah. real estate really low Mm -hmm. uh, at a time where nobody else could afford real estate because I was making more money than ever. And, yeah. and ironically, I was working for a company whose business was, was greatly negatively impacted by the recession. Mm -hmm. But I was in a position where I kept getting promoted during the recession and making, earning more money. Yeah. And I had people that worked for me that did the same. I had people that worked for me that were in commission sales who are the, 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 the businesses overall sales dropped significantly but their personal sales never missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kept their volume up the whole time throughout the recession, just because that's where their headspace was. And then yeah. those people were very inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. They were few and far between, but they simply kept their nose to the grindstone as you, as you would say, kept their focus and, and did yeah. just fine. Yeah. And look, you know, people like Buffett and Gates and jobs. Yeah. Yeah, well, the well, you cut out a little bit there, but the you know the yeah. the wealthiest, the one percenters, are never negatively impacted by anything. Yeah, they've got their vibe so high regarding money that you know recession is a money maker for them. A boom is a money maker for them. It doesn't matter where the stock market is; they're gonna they're gonna prevail. 
That's because their vibe is that. Their vibe is that. So number nine is early detection for fear. Yeah. When you, when you start to feel fear creep in. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. You know, the stream keeps talking about how important it is not to be fearful and to release fear. And so the sooner you can do that, the sooner you can let that go and not board that kind of thought train of being fearful and going down down your spiral. So it's important to notice when you're being fearful, work out why you're being fearful and make a decision not to continue fearful. You know, fear was a very important uh, emotion for us thousands of years ago, but it's kind of, by and large a useless one now. You know, it, but if there's a bus coming down the street and we haven't seen it, that's great. But uh, not good if we're worrying about stuff that could potentially happen in days or weeks. Absolutely. And that, that is one of our top five attitudes that I won't reveal yet, but it kind of rolls into how to, how to remove fear from the equation. And it's mm. so important to do that. So number 10 is to focus on being up the spiral. Yay. Um, and this is so important, you know, there's no, there's no point doing all the other things be and um, about things, you know, I mean, if you do all the other stuff, you can't be moody and glum. But what you want to do is focus on staying up your spiral and focus on staying higher up your spiral. You'll find after six months that, you know, the happy you used to have six months ago is now you're kind of meh. And your level of general happiness has increased and increased and increased. Um, and that's what, we, that's what we want. There's always another peak. There's always another, another high to aim for. Uh, on your vibrational spiral. Yeah, it really is just about making your, your daily focus all day, every day, being higher and higher and higher on the spiral with the understanding that some days are going to be easier than others. Mm -hmm. Polarity is going to have you a little lower on some days, but you learn how to not feed that polarity with, with fear and doubt and, and those negative emotions and then how to work, work your way up from whatever, whatever position that you're in, acknowledge it, appreciate it, and work your way up from there through appreciation, really. Appreciation mm -hmm. of you, of the universe, of the world. And when you no longer need to be right, suddenly the world doesn't seem as broken. You know, the yeah. world doesn't seem broken to me at all. I, I love the state of affairs in the world right now. I think it's great. It's perfect. It's exactly what it should be and what it needs to be. But a lot of people don't see that. Yeah. I see a, yeah. a, a lot of people I follow... Um, I follow some of the Abraham groups on Facebook and somebody, uh, you know, they use the term the vortex a lot in Abraham teachings. And I saw somebody that they said, how in the world can I be in the vortex when the world is just such a messed up place? I thought, wow. A, you know, all the more guys, reason to be in there. Yeah. Well, you know, that person had uh, obviously has a lot of work to do and I don't infiltrate that group. I don't go in there and say, Hey, come listen to the stream. You know, they're in there for Abraham. I let them stay in there for Abraham. But you know, some people came in and started saying some positive things. And, you know, that at least this person has found their way to new thought. And hopefully that new thought can take hold and they, they start to, you know, really let that Abraham message sink in or find other thought leaders yeah. and let, let a more positive message sink in that, hey, the world is damaged, it's broken, it's going to hell. You know, you could have said that at any point in, in, in time. Oh, yeah. There's always contrast. Yeah. There is, there is, there is. That's the top 10, right? That is the top 10. So now we're going to roll into our five new attitudes for 2020. 
David, do you want to do a part two or do you want to keep rolling on? Have we got time? We've been talking for a bit. No, we've got time. In fact, this will, okay, um, cool. yeah, we'll be able to wrap this up in, in plenty of time. I, um, okay, perfect. Yeah. So let's roll into our five new attitudes for 2020 and they kind of dovetail on, okay. on the uh, top 10 tips, but these are good. These are these attitudes good. to take to be more abundant, to, to be more of a practitioner of Taya in 2020. Yep. If you don't know what Taya is, Taya stands for trusting your abundance. You, you heard Carrie on the, uh, the promo that we just did for Taya Bootcamp, but Taya is a spiritual practice that I created that, that stands for trusting your abundance. That's what TYA mm. stands for. So the first new attitude is to accept everything, total acceptance of everything and appreciation of everything. Mm. including mm. negative. So when you accept everything and you appreciate everything, you are, you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have some negative things that come your way. As long as you're physically manifested, you can certainly get into this practice or something like this, have a lot less negative, meet it, enjoy knowing that it's going to serve you and have a lot more positive coming into your life. We all have the power to do that. And that's why this, this practice exists. Part of the, 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 the road to that is acceptance of everything, acceptance of what is, because whatever you push against is just going to stay in your reality. So if you don't have enough money coming in and you're pushing against that and you're trying to manifest more money because you need more money, you're not going to get what you want because you're pushing against it. Your, your vibration is actually, I need more money because I don't have enough money. Exactly. The universe is going to continue to say, you're absolutely right. You don't have enough money. It's going back to that needing really, isn't it? Yeah. So the new attitude is total acceptance. The, the yeah. anecdote for that is, is total acceptance of whatever is, this is the universe. I'm manifesting this for a reason. This is serving me. This is making me better. I don't know exactly what that looks like right now or what the outcome is, but I'm trusting the universe that even this time, of me having this negative manifestation of, of poor health or not enough money or being alone or whatever it is, I am manifesting this. I am creating it and I am creating it for a reason that serves my higher purpose. Yeah. And all of a sudden when you start to accept everything, then you're not fighting against it. You know, and when you start to accept stuff, then ideas pop in your head. It's easier to connect to source. It's easier to see it as a challenge to kind of get out of, um, and it's more, uh, uh, it becomes more fun. It's not where you want to be perhaps, uh, or it is where you want to be and you're grateful for it. Um, but you keep wanting to try and grow from a more positive point of view. Absolutely. Well, and understanding that the, the, you know, the, the down the spiral, the obstacles, the, the quote unquote negative manifestations are never going to go away completely, but they do serve a purpose also. And when you embrace that, then it gets a lot easier. Then suddenly you're not pushing against, you're not fighting. You know, you are in a state of allowing by accepting what is. And sometimes people get tripped up in law of attraction teachings, thinking that if they accept what is, they're going to get more of it. Yeah. But you're appreciating accepting what is and focusing on what you want as if it already is, is the key. You're not going yeah. to sit and, you know, accepting that, for example, I have no money flowing right now. I have no money flowing. I'm going to accept that. It is what it is. There's a reason that I manifested this. I manifested it. This is teaching me something. This is causing me to do something that I need to do for my higher purpose. I'm going to accept it. Do I want more money? Yeah. 
do I need it? If I, I want to, I don't want to get into that state of needing it. I'm, mm. I'm on this ride and I'm enjoying it and I'm trusting my abundance. So I'm mm. trusting the universe that whatever happens with this time of, of no funds is serving my higher purpose. Yeah. And when you lean when you trust it that way and you accept it and you appreciate it, you can still have a desire for more, but it's not the same as I need that money to be happy. I can't get up my spiral until I have it. You know, everything that I want is up there with more money. Well, you don't know that because no. I've had lots of money in the past and been completely miserable. You know, yeah. There are people with lo loads of money that, that commit suicide yeah. in our society. And we see that. So, you know, getting out of that thought and money's great. You know, I, I know I sound like I'm speaking on both sides of my mouth when I say that I want to be very clear. Money is great. It's necessary. We need it absolutely in our lives. I get that. But the, the vibration of needing it is the vibration of not having it. And yeah. so when we accept that it's not flowing right now, and this is my creation and this is serving my higher purpose and more will flow when it flows, that's a higher vibration that I'm freaking out that I've done this, you know, and trying to think rich and that's, you start to try to, to try too hard and you're hammering. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a funky vibe. It's static. There's that, there's that static. fine line and money's a great example to be using here, right? There's that fine line between um, allowing and trusting money to flow, you know, and, and for anyone who's in business, we all know what cash flow is like, but you just need to trust in those times when your cash flow is is longer than you want. That's when you start to accept the situation, put more effort into into finding new clients, put more effort into new payment terms, and try and find solutions to kind of ease up that those long droughts between. Yeah, but the effort needs uh, to be in, inspired effort. That's the difference. Yeah, because anytime I ever, you know, and, and I'm self-employed now for two years. And I was, you know, for prior to that, I had a big fat paycheck and for years and years, and years, I was a high income earner, you know, in a corporate job and, and jumping out of that airplane and going into self-employment, it's different. It's, it's up and down. And I used to see this when I, when I manage uh, commission salespeople, their vibe, their income is so tied to their vibration where mm -hmm. someone on a salary, it's just not, but the upside is, is that they can get themselves in a, in a really high vibrational state regarding their money and their business, and they can make a lot more money than somebody doing something similar on salary. That's the upside. That's these risk takers of the world that aren't afraid of that and aren't afraid of the roller coaster ride of, of, of really self-employment. Yeah. And it is. And so when you go up your spiral and set an intention for solutions, those solutions will come to you and then you act upon those. And that's the effort quote unquote that works. Yeah. Whereas when you're down your spiral and you're fearful, and I've got to do something. I got to do something. I've been there. You know, I've been, I found mm -hmm. myself cause I'm a type A personality. I got to go hammer away at something. I've got to go create something new. I've got to you know do this, do that, get this, get this marketing out. I've got to do it. And it never works. It just makes things, makes things worse. It seems. So I know that the effort that's required of me is to raise my vibration first and align with success and then know that ideas are going to flow from that that are going to work. And they do. So that's, that's a very valuable, very valuable tool. So acceptance of everything. The second uh, new attitude, and this is uh, it's, it's, it's more of a mechanism than an attitude, but it is my attitude toward DTS now toward anything that I encounter that is potentially something that could take me to DTS as I stop and ask myself, is this worth me going DTS about? Mm. 
stupid mm. little things. You know, I was at a four-way stop last night and I got there first and then I, you know, get into the intersection. I've got my signal. I'm going to turn left. And this person across from me just decides to go. And, you know, the old me would have, you know, honked my horn. I, I, you know, instead I was just chill about it. I'm like, oh, all right, you want to go? Yep. Just go. It's not worth me going DTS about, you know, I'm having yeah. a good time here. And I didn't. And the rest of my night was lovely. But if I'd let that, you know, anger me in the moment, then what else would I have manifested, you know, as a result of that for the rest of the evening? My evening was wonderful. Because I didn't yeah, exactly. let something silly like that take me DTS, you know, and yeah. I know that I manifested that that situation crossing my path. It wasn't major, you know, I didn't get in a car wreck or anything, but still it was a little, you know, little negative manifestation that in, in the olden days would have probably bothered me. And I just didn't allow it to bother me at all last night. Mm. So it's mm. making those shifts in your life, those new attitudes toward, you know, I don't care if they're right or wrong. Who cares if they cut me off in traffic? It's not worth me going DTS about. And I will tell you, since I've shifted my attitude about, I use traffic all the time because I used to be years and years ago, I was a road rager. You know, yeah. I would, I would get so angry in traffic that I would get into really precarious situations. I've had a gun pulled on me and a knife in traffic before all in Florida. <laughs> if you know anything about the United States, you know, all the crazy stuff happens in Florida. So, you know, I had those situations. I was younger and I was, you know, not as mature and I would get into road rage incidents. And I decided, wow, I've had a gun and a knife pulled on me. That's the universe sending me a sign that I'm going to be dead. You know, people get murdered over traffic incidents. It's crazy, yeah. but they do. Traffic accidents happen because of road rage very often. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not careful. In being reactionary. Exactly. So yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And my, I hardly ever get into a situation where anyone is ever doing anything to set me off in traffic at all. And then when they do, I don't let it, I don't respond. I don't let it yeah. set me off. And my life is much better as a result of that. So it's, it's getting, building that skill of stopping yourself and saying, is this worth me going DTS about? Because it almost never is. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really important one. If you, if you start to catch yourself early when you're still at the top of the spiral and you have that on a mug into the back and reverse uh, the, the actions that follow afterwards. Absolutely. So number three is discerning your preference as opposed to judging. Mm. We're all, you know, the stream says you're all judgmental. They say that you're all judgmental. And, and that's what we're doing here. We're discerning our preference, but there's a difference between discerning our preference and judging. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, discerning a preference is, I don't like this. I prefer this. I prefer that. Judging is that's bad because I don't like it. And I think, um, you know, that as soon as you start to have judgment, that that's a down the spiral activity. You know, the act of judging and the act of trying to think that one is better and one is less good uh, is completely different from, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. I don't like strawberry. I prefer chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that's what, that's one that we all, we all challenge with this. Worse than chocolate is the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you mix chocolate <laughs> with any of those things and they're just great. So the, but the, the discerning, and I have to catch myself in that because it's so easy to be judgmental, you know, just like I was it started this, this broadcast, this podcast with, you know, other spiritual websites are telling you that 2020 is just going to be the best year ever. Well, I mean, that's rooted in, in them trying to send out a positive message. So that's not bad, mm. but my preference is to tell you that it's not going to just be great unless you, you change some things in your vibration to make it great. So there's a prime example right there, how 
I can say that's not the right thing for me. And if I'm teaching Taya, that's not, it's not um, congruent with the Taya teachings, but I can see what they're trying to do in putting something out that's positive, telling people they're going to have the best year ever. And the people that latch onto that and believe it will. So it's yeah. not a bad thing. So I can't judge it as being bad, but I can discern it as, Hey, I'd rather give you some real tools that I know work that work for me and work for other people. And, and, and this is why I'm saying, you know, it will be a great year if you detune, if you believe, if you, if you do X, Y, Z. So that's a preference, but judging would be just to say, well, that's stupid. You shouldn't believe that. Don't follow that person. You, know, you need to follow me, not that person. You know, that, that sort of thing. Exactly. It's, it's very low vibrational thinking for sure. Yeah. And the flip side of that is um, when you discern something as your preference, that's fine. It's what I prefer at the moment and I can change my mind later and I'm just enjoying it for now. It's actually the thing that I personally enjoy. And then there's less stress on your choices that you're making and there's less stress on what you want to do. And you tend to, there's less chance of you painting yourself into a corner because you go, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Oh, hang on. Actually, I might like that. Yeah. 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 So discerning preference as opposed to judging and judging is so much rooted in, I don't like this for me, so I don't want you to want it either. Yeah. It's again, it's rooted in fear. It's yeah. rooted in, you have to believe what I believe because I don't, I'm not sure of it. Yeah. So number four is the cycle of hope, belief, and knowing that that's, that's a very positive yeah. cycle yeah. to raise your vibration on any topic to go from hoping for something, which yeah, it's higher than doubting and fearing you're hoping. So you're, you're heading in the right direction. And then to believing, because we do get what we believe. And of course, knowing is the highest vibration. You know, it is, it is. And when it is, it will be because it is. And when you know, you trust. And when you trust, you, you, you just expect, you know? Yeah. So, you, so, you so knowing is a very high out. vibration. Exactly. <clears throat> and hope is, hope is not, um, is not something that's rooted in desperation. Right. Um, sorry, David, what were the three steps again? Hope, hope, belief, belief, no. no. So hope is I'm discerning my preference for how I want things to be. Belief is I believe with my actions and with the work I do, those things will come to pass. And knowing is I'm starting to see evidence I and now I see it happening. It's really happening. Now I just know and expect it to continue to happen. You know, that's how I break those three down. And I think if you, if you, if you use that as a, as a mindset and a habit for 2020 or 2020 or 2020, then uh, you will have a wonderful year in all of those years. <laughs> Whatever version of that, the, the new year you want it to, to be in. Exactly. Yeah. So, so knowing is a higher vibration. Although than I believing. hope you would call it 2020. I, I hope so too. And I, I know I will. <laughs> I believe I will. <laughs> I believe I will. So I know I will. So, and then the last one, the fifth new attitude for 2020 is trusting your abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a nice kind of segue from, from where it is. And you know, <clears throat> we, we, you and I had a private call recently with, uh, with the stream and, and they said, it's like when you're surfing a wave you know, neither of us surf, but the guys, when they're on the surfboard, they're just finding that balance to do the least amount of work possible. And they're letting the wave take them. 
you know, you're just, you don't, you, when you, when you are on a, 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 a big wave and you're surfing it properly, all you're doing is, is keeping that balance. You're just holding your balance and you're letting the wave do everything. And I think it's a beautiful way to think about trusting your abundance. Your abundance is there. Just trust it to take you where you want to go. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's like what they said about, you know, your desire is over the mountain range in the landscape and you've got to cut a path. Yeah. You can pull your machete out and try to hack away at a path on your own, or you can relax into knowing that that's up there and that you're already there and allowing the universe to cut the path for you. And you're just following yeah. that easy path right where you want to go. Yeah. And you're and enjoying it's the process. Exactly. And it's going to be a fun path. It's not going to be a straight line. It's going to weave and meander and take you through things. And you're going to learn loads as you get there. And, you know, one of the best things about reaching and achieving your goals is the person you become in getting there. Yeah. And it really isn't. And that's why I call Taya Law of Attraction 2.0 is because we all learned that we create our own reality, you know, back when the secret came out that went mainstream and so many people were positively impacted by that book. And the struggle with that was, and this is part of the creative process, is that it sort of gave the impression to a lot of people that all you have to do is just sit on your sofa and think of things and they just appear around your house. Physical reality doesn't work that way. We've got to co-create. Yeah. We've got to be involved somehow. But when we go up the spiral and we align vibrationally, the, the process of creation, the process of attaining, of becoming is, is, is the joy of it. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have to really understand that the, the, the creative process is a joyful process or can be if we're not hammering away at something, trying to make it happen. If we're getting into alignment first and allowing the universe to delight and surprise us with this path that we never thought ever in a million years would be possible. Yeah. And then here this, this magical journey happens and then we arrive where we wanted to be and you know, when I, when I manifest now it's, I enjoy the journey so much and I arrive at this place and I, I kind of have to look back and realize, wow, I live where I want to live. I do what I want to do. I have the body that I want to have. I have the friends that I want to have in my life. You know, I have the, the, the love of my life romantically in my life. I've got all this stuff going and I didn't even realize that I manifested until I already had it. And then I have to remember back to a mm. prior time when I dreamed of everything that I have now and yeah. not one piece of it came in a way that I thought it would happen. No, no. And how much, it, yeah. And how much more fun has it been that it worked out this way? Yeah. And, and those of us that think, well, gosh, I want to snap my fingers and just have everything just happen instantaneously. Well, that's not the way the universe works. First of all, we all see that evidence of that every day. And secondly, the, the, the trip there is the joy. So now I, I'm really embracing that, that whatever that trip looks like, even if it's painful in the process, I need to lean into that pain and appreciate it and know that I'm manifesting ultimately what I want out of that. And I do every single time. Exactly. And we're here to create. You know, we came down here to create. Absolutely. You know, okay. we create, you cut out a little bit there. Uh, we create born of our desires of our contrast. So there's something that we discern as our preference from pain as an improvement. And we create something new from that pain. Even if that pain is that, you know, we're not driving a Bentley and we want a Bentley. <laughs> it's uh, so painful. Bentley. It's so Bentley. painful. I know I keep talking about a Bentley. One of these days I'll, I'll manifest a Bentley, I guess. And I'll say, okay, I got my Bentley. Now what? 
It's a Bugatti, you know, I don't have a lot. It's a whole lot of car. I don't need that much car. Um, So the the Taya practice is a spiritual practice. It's about releasing fear and trusting your abundance. That's why I I love the name of it. Trust your abundance. Trusting your abundance is what it's all about. Because when you get into release fear and get into that state of trust, that's what this is all about. So trusting is about not needing to be right. Trusting is about allowing all of humanity to, to be as they are and appreciate it. Trusting is knowing that you're going to ultimately get everything that you want if you get out of your own way and allow it. Trusting is not hammering. Trusting is, is not pulling out the machete and trying to clear your own path. And, and trusting is not also not just sitting on your ass thinking it's just going to pop up without any involvement on your part. It's, it's a balance, like you yeah. said. It's yeah. finding that balance for it to manifest in ease and enjoying the process of creation. Yeah. Yeah. And wanting to, wanting to accept the challenge of, of creation and discerning your preference for how you're going to get there. Absolutely. And there's no getting it wrong. That's an important point I'd like to make also that even when you mess up, even when you get off track a little bit, you can vibrationally get yourself back on track pretty quickly and, and start correcting. And it's funny because I remember, I've remembered so many times in my life and I've heard other people say that, you know, I've gone so far down this path. There's just no getting out of it. My lifetime, it's never going to change. I hear people say things like, you know, I'm over 50 now and I'm not a millionaire, so I'm never going to be a millionaire. Well, how many people didn't even get started until after 50? How many people, you know, completely reinvented themselves after 50 or after a certain point in life? You know, I have people in Taya Bootcamp now that are over 70 Mm. still reinventing their lives. It's, it's, it's inspiring and it's amazing. And, and I'm so uh, honored to be working with these people that still have so much left that they want to do and manifest and, and, and things that they want to do that are new horizons for them. You know, and once you get over 50, you start to really think about the time that you do have left and what you want to do with it and how you want to do more with it than you've done probably prior. Mm-hmm. And the, the key to all of that is, learning to get into vibrational alignment with, with tools or, or tools like this, whether you become a Taya practitioner or not, you know, that's what I want for everybody is to learn these skills, these set of skills, you know, the, the stream has delivered this to us and it sort of rounds out this, this package of operating your life at a much higher level of allowing other people to be as they are allowing other people to live their contrast, mm. not judging, mm. discerning a preference. I mean, it's all such good stuff that just, really leads you to a life of joy. Joy and clarity are top two for me. Abundance is, is, is the result of joy and clarity. Yeah, 100%. Because when you're happy and you're, you're seeing clearly and you're loving yourself, you're already in a great state without anything changing. And then yeah. when you're in that great state without anything changing, all the things that you want to change, change. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Amazing how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, a lovely, that was a lovely round out, David. Thank you. And um, I think, you know, do you want to just read through the, the, the 10 and the five again one, one last time so that if people want to write them down? We'll sure, I'll do a little definitely. recap. And then uh, I post all of these podcasts on my website. So if you haven't been to the streamofdavid.com, uh, there's a podcast section. The entire library of podcasts exists on the site and then the show notes exist there. So if you're mm-hmm. listening on a, a third-party service that doesn't include the show notes, I know iTunes does and a lot of them do, but just in case you're not and you'd like the show notes, access to any of the websites that we reference on the show, you can go to the streamofdavid.com 
and go to the podcast on the menu, go to the podcast section and you can find all of these podcasts. And I intermittently refer to it as a show and a podcast. It's both. So <laughs> but it's, a a show that, it's, it's a podcast. It's a show that's put out as a podcast. So show pod. <laughs> you can always find it there. So I will have these posted in the show notes, but also uh, I will go through them real quick. So number one is to stop needing. Number two is pay attention to your vibration. Number three is to kill that little voice, kill your mute, your mm. Claude. Number four is make time to meditate every day. Number five is to love yourself as you are. Number six is don't fear DTS. Don't fear being down the spiral. Number seven is to embrace your obstacles. Number eight is stop needing to be right. Number nine is early detection for fear to develop an early detection system when fear starts to sit in. Set yep. And number 10 is focus on being up to spiral, which actually does take focus at least in the beginning. And then it becomes a life habit. Yeah. And for the five new attitudes, number one is accepting everything, total appreciation of all that is. Number two is developing the ability to, in, in, in the habit of asking yourself, is it worth going down the spiral over? Mm -hmm. Number three is to discern your preferences rather than judging. Number yep. four is to learn the cycle of hope, belief, and knowing. Mm -hmm. Learn to move quickly from through hoping to believing all the way to knowing because knowing is the highest vibration. And number five is to trust your abundance. Always, hey. always trust the universe to deliver everything that you want to need, even if it looks like you're getting the opposite of that in the moment. Continue your trust. You know, a lot of religions teach you to have faith. Religions are all based in these universal laws, and they've been, you know, update a little with human, human uh, influence <laughs> since then a lot of times, but you know, the, the basis of have faith and believe that's law of attraction right there. And whether you yeah. believe that a deity is sending it to you or you're creating it yourself, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You believe you're going to have it. Yeah. And that's my desire for all of you in the new year in 2020 is to live a better life, have more of the things that you want, less of the things you don't want, live in a state of joy constantly love yourself, allow your own stream to flow to you more directly, more often, and just, just have a better 2020 than in any year you've had before, because it's available to you. All you've got to do is vibrationally align with it. Listen to these rules, listen to these tips, these, these new attitudes. And there's a lot, there's a wealth of information delivered here. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you put all of this into play or at least some of it into play and, and start to see the changes happen in your life. Yeah. Thank you, David. That's a beautiful message. And I know we're all going to call it 2020. <laughs> he's adamant <laughs> about that because he needs to be right or he's going to go That's down right. his spiral. Right? <laughs> We've already blown it. Oh, well, it's not even 2020 oh. yet. When we're recording this, it's barely 2020 when you're listening to it and we've already messed it up. Oh, well. well, the nice thing about that is that we, you know, we get to turn our vibration right back around again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I love, I love that message about, you know, making this year the best year of your life. You know, absolutely. It's, it's a lovely absolutely. And it's, you know, for, January for, is such a hopeful time. New Year's is such a hopeful time. And we can collectively with the collective, the power of collective consciousness, we can take this beyond the first two weeks of January. You know, I, in the gym, I always laugh because the first two weeks of January, the gym is just so packed. And then it goes back to normal two weeks in, but it doesn't have to, you know, if you have a, a desire to go to the gym every day, you can vibrationally align with that and transition yourself into going to the gym every day like I have. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I wasn't always like that. So that's just another example of how you can vibration align with anything that you want to change 
and actually become that new version of you. We all do it all the time. It's just, are you doing it more intentionally? Are you heading in the direction that you wish to head in? Are you sort of just letting polarity have its way with you? And, and is your life going downhill because you're really allowing polarity to win? You yeah. don't have to do that. You don't have to exactly. do that. Exactly. Yeah. Regardless of where you are, you can love yourself more, love what is more, and always have an improvement. Always have a, a movement and direction where you want to go. Always. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it so much. Happy New Year, man. Thanks, David. Pleasure. Happy New Year and namaste. Namaste to all of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.